Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Makasi. We go deep to reach wide. Let's look at the spiritual disciplines. Are you disciplined? Yeah. When the disciple, well, every yeah. ask the other one, neighbor, are you, are you a disciple? When are you disciplined? When you are consistent. Yeah. So this man, this man, I want us to look at the spiritual disciplines. What does God mean when he's talking about spiritual disciplines? Are they really important in our day and time? Should we just move by grace? The grace of the Lord is available. Pastor, I am not really interested. I have received the Lord. So, see, I have an enemy. What's the problem? Pastor, I am not really Find time for solitude. Is it really important in our time today? Amen? Turn the Bibles to the book of 1 Timothy. We are going to read from chapter 4. Of 1 Timothy, I'm going to read from verse 1 to 16. 1 Timothy chapter 4, we are reading from verse 1 to 16. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 16. We're reading from the NIV. If you're there, say Amen. Mm. The Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Verse 5. Because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer, if you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old, old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training, verse 8, is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying and that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God who is the savior of all people and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Verse 12, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in purity. Until I come, verse 13, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Let's pray. Father, as we break your word this first Sunday of the month, may you receive all the glory. Help us to hear, to obey, all in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We all shout, Amen. Amen. Guys, I love football. Hmm? And if you're a football fan, ladies, don't switch off on us. 
You will know leo ni leo, msema kesho ni mm. <laughs> What I love about this church is it's full of guys who wear red. Nivenyeleo sijaba. But I think my sister in the back and elewa the assignment very well. She has come to announce hopefully that the end of this day aitakuwa na machungu, itakuwa na furaha. And one of the things I don't like about football is it's almost as if we are friends lakini tuna we are not really friends especially if you support a different team. I have a brother who is on my right, I won't say who that tukishindwa ile vita tunapoka nani? Nino ninaoma. I've always wondered though where did football start? These stadiums and sports things and so i realized through research that 600 bc before christ 600 years before christ the greek were very good in sports they loved it they started it anyway they had something called the isthmian games where the highlight of the games was this chariot racing and i think you've seen it in movies depicted very well especially in the movie ben hur I love movies and so Kisema even I honor the scenes very well. Charlton Heston was the one who did the original one which was redone just the other day. It was good but the original is much better. In these games there would be an auditorium and then the participants just like we do today in football. There was a massive crowd now everyone was angalia and they cheer or they boo according to what's going on. The Greek therefore were very physically trained a, a physically trained group of people they loved physical training it is actually said that this story of gym actually has its roots right in Greece it is also said you know very well that when you're called a Greek god ah msaunakapoa I used to look at my wife after marriage and Namibia you married Adonis the god of love hallelujah and engalia nasema in your dreams hey ladies you can escape what so the greek are known for that they are also known for wisdom and if you look at the writings of paul you realize no wonder he spoke the way he spoke no wonder he tells his listeners don't come with the eloquence of speech because the culture of Greece there was that unakuja unafungua mdomo unaongea mpaka watu wanasema hallelujah i want to listen to this man it is also why he talks to Timothy and the rest in the new testament about things like running the race things like fighting the good fight he is addressing the culture using what they know what is very common to them and so when we are looking at the issue of spiritual discipline what paul tells timothy this is where we are and so we need to just think happen the culture of the times it helps us understand scripture very well and so i'll admonish you even when you're reading your word of god when you're reading the scriptures usisome tu get deep in it get into the cultures of the times why is the writer writing the way they are writing 
First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says the following. Have nothing to do with godless myths, old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Spiritually, discipline yourself to godliness. For spiritual training, physical training, is of, is of some value. But godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Paul straight away goes into Timothy and Amambia Bos. I know what you're seeing is physical training. I know what you're seeing is guys getting fit. It's been three years, I know. Amen? Paul is telling him both that one is of some value, not all. What is of total value is spiritual discipline. When you take the depths of your heart, the issues in the depths of your heart, and look at the lens of God concerning them and attack them using the word of God. But it does not necessarily say that we need to ignore physical training and my exercise. That is not what the scriptures are saying. Because some have actually taken this left. You know what? Me, I'll do with my body the way I want. At the end of the day, it's in young. You only live? Mm. But I have a question. Why is physical training so difficult? Mimi boss. Why is it so hard? Am I there? Now we listen. This year the I'm preaching, I'm asking. Mention us mine. Why why when a G walking? Why is it so hard? Because you don't see the results immediately, takes forever. Cost is uh, not very friendly. Uh-huh. Sacrifice. You can't just at the you have to kind of cut down up and make sure it is done. Uh-huh. Anyone else? Sorry? Yes, you must dedicate yourself. See at the end of no, no, Sirudi. <laughs> if you start, end up with Malisa. Anyone else? Yes. We have priorities left, right, and center. Now, as again, if you need rent, na physical exercise. Eh, rent kwanza. Physical, eh. Priorities are so many and they're competing. Anyone else? Amani nisikuwache inja? Physical training boosts our moods, improves confidence, 
helps with our sleep. Creativity, inatengenezo. Fertility for the ladies, doctors have said. Enhances brain health. Helps manage weight. Strengthens bones. You can go on and on and on. There is so much benefit. And so, at the end of the day, in as much as it is not of eternal benefit, I will admonish you guys. Try with all the strength inside of you to be spiritual, to be physically fit. I know these are not, these are not things we say in the church a lot, but it is important. I know so many, maybe even some of us know the sermon, that it's really probably getting to your health even now. I know many in hospital even today that are there simply because they're not physically fit. But to Mesema, we don't train because it is difficult, it is painful, tiresome, repetitive. It is, just let's be honest, sometimes very boring. Because when I talk to Mishika Dambelati for 15 minutes, Alafu toke hapo wende chape chest. Alafu you go walk. There is no joy to it. The joy is at the end. Ukijangile komira after seven, seven months, you're like, ah, yeah, the tumbo is gone. Selfies in answer. Shat in answer kuwa tight. Trao kidogo. But like one of us has said, unfortunately though, for us to get there, we have to be disciplined. So again, I will ask you today, God's house, are you a disciplined person? Or are you not? Because we have to be. I know it is not beneficial in this world, but we have to be. This is what boils over into our spiritual life. This is what now Paul uses to remind Timothy guys the same way you're seeing the culture so involved in the issue of physical fitness, that is what I'm reminding you today about your spiritual fitness. We have to be spiritually fit. Especially if we call ourselves children of God. The moment you say, Jesus, I love you, I receive you, I know of the cross, I understand what happened. Now the next thing is we have to be spiritually fit. We have to be spiritually awake, spiritually disciplined. What normally happens when we are born again is simply the following. We get born again, and then somewhere down the line, we need to be fruitful. Between being born again, Romans 10, 9, and fruitfulness, Galatians 5, is spiritual discipline. You will never be fruitful as a child of God if you're not spiritual disciplined. Never. Let me say that again, because maybe you will never be fruitful as a child of God if you're not spiritually disciplined. These disciplines are just actions, and I know you've heard of them mentioned in numerous places, that when carried out will make us godly and thus pleasing to God. It is that simple. But first, what about grace? I know there's grace, but like we said a couple of months back, God still expects us to work out our salvation. That is his command. When we do, we become obedient to him. Then we become pleasing to him. Then 
fruitfulness. Then they look at you and say, Uyu, anajua mungu. Because at the end of the day, we will know them by their fruits. You are known by your fruits. So anyway, we are going to look at the disciplines in three parts. One, there is inward disciplines. Inward disciplines are those that benefit you. Then there is outward disciplines. Those that benefit others. You carry them out for the benefit of others. Like serving. We talked about serving. Fred talked about serving last month. We serve for, yes, benefit yetu, but it's more for others' benefit. And then finally, there's corporate disciplines. Those are those that, they are those that benefit the church as a whole, the body of church, of, of the church. Today, we're going to start with Bible reading and study. It is an old fact that when a child is born, the most important meal they need is mtura. Mandazi. For our guests, karibu sana. Let me, John apologized before, but let me apologize again. There's some things you're going to hear in this house, even as the pastor is speaking, that may actually shake your faith, you know, Especially from this side. Forgive, forgive. Last, last, last week we talked about forgiveness. We are just all children of God. We are walking this journey together. God loves all of us. <laughs> Basically, I'm telling you this is a crazy side. So, when a child is born, milk, <laughs> milk is needed. That is very important. If they don't get it, in whatever form, they might actually even die. When you receive Jesus, the number one thing that you need is what? Is what? Guys. The number one thing that is needed is God's word, not the church. We get it twisted, guys. So by show of hand. How many have a Bible in their home? Bible. Not on your phone. Amen. Give the Lord a good round of applause. There's a pastor that asked the question, the days where Bibles are in our homes, things have changed. But now, with God's word, is something that I know you know, but let me just repeat. Today will sound very cliche today. But allow yourself to just hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Amen? We are not just to read the Word of God. We are to study the Word of God. Reading is simply just looking at the words and making sure you go through them. Studying is going behind the meaning of the words and finding the meaning behind what is being said. And so I will admonish you again. I beg you by the masses of God. Find time to read and study God's word. Ask the Holy Spirit questions. One of the best ways to study the word of God is simply get to a point that you don't understand and pause, don't rush over it, and ask questions. We do it in our lives. Even at the place of work, if you come early and you don't know, you ask, okay, what happens when this and that happens. What, what normally happens in this company when things go left? 
your role. It is similar in God's word. Study, ask questions. I'm one who asks a million questions. If you know me very well. Come I'm wondering why my brother is wearing a, a, a top that looks like our away. Just yeah, me move, I may move from his team to us. Gee, I don't know how many men the left. You never know. You know, you see. <laughs> you never ever. <laughs> ask questions when reading the word of God. I asked a question the other day, what does the name Ecclesiastes mean? What does the name Proverbs mean? What is a psalm? Mm. Find the answers to, questions, to things you don't understand. That, by the way, studying the word of God is that simple. Just read. When you get to a place you don't understand, ask the question. Research. Google nowadays is an idea sana. One of the best ways to study the word of God as well. Naini sound cliche again. One of the best ways. Wait for it. Wait for it. One of the best ways is coming for Bible study. Amen? <laughs> hey, imagine. It is that simple. And the church has allowed us a space. I know you can leave. But Nimerudi. And so Tuesday, guys, we meet. And imagine I don't do an intensive Bible study. When you say Bible study, you should do it. Am I a believer? I'm a mini coinja, I believe. Because the things these guys are discussing there, I have never heard it before. That one we say we're not going to do. We can't choose to do that. There's a space and other application of bro. So we make it very simple, basic. You at least it encourages you to go to a place of studying the word of God. And so, guys, it is simple. All I'm just, all I'm just saying is read the word of God and study it. Aya, quick Bible trip. You appear to relax Kidogo. How many books in the Bible? One, one is simple. 60, no smile. It's, ah, 66, eh? 66. How many in the Old Testament? Let's be basic. 39. New Testament? 27. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Can you not check? As was 66, my genius. What book has the most chapters in the Bible? Psalms. Okay, good, good. Which book is the longest in the Bible? To me, as I get a bit, start to and done. Psalms, eh? Psalms. Who got any Psalms? Any other answers? It's the book of Jeremiah. The length is governed by the number of words, not chapters. Jeremiah is about 33,000, just over. Psalms in 30. Okay? Which book has the least chapters in the Bible? There's a few of them. Jude, yes. Another one? Obadiah, Chinese idea, eh? Third John, yes. And before third John is? 
Second John. <laughs> Moja ingine, there's one more. We'll leave you out. Mtugaji kwa dirisha, ataki, ataki ya wadekane, nisaa. There's one more. One chapter book in the Bible. New Testament, Paul. Yes, I'm a Philemon. Like I was told, Nairobi Chapo Nusemi. Philemon. Philemon. Which book is the shortest in the Bible? Okay. Ah, the answer of the chapter. Okay. Any other answers? It's third John, just over 200 words. Judas about almost 400. Who wrote the most books in the whole Bible? Who wrote the most books? Paul. Gabi? <laughs> How many you know the number? Twelve? Mesha Kamazama twelve. It's thirteen I think fourteen because Hebrews. They say nobody knows the writer, but I think it's Paul. Who wrote the most chapters in the Bible? And I you know this answer. Ah, Makofi, Makofi. Nice one. So guys, read and study the word of God. The reason we do trivials is to just get you into the life of the Bible. Ask yourself questions. Research. Know. The more you ask yourself questions on the, on the word of God, the more you'll understand and get right in the life of it. Another thing, read and study the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. This avoids tunnel vision. You've heard of those guys who say, me, I only read the book of Psalms. Me, I'm going to Tunnel vision is when you take a book and take its meaning, not considering the other meanings in the other books of the Bible. For example, if you only read the Old Testament, you will know a God of wrath and not understand the grace of Jesus Christ. On the other side, if you love the New Testament, you know grace, but not understand the wrath of God, which is still there. Because our consequences, right here on earth, is as a result of his wrath. And one of the things the enemy is lying to us about a lot in our time today is about the wrath of God. That the grace covers everything. Grace covers your eternal life. That's what it covers. And so when it comes to the wrath and the consequences we experience, that is up to Jehovah. For example, Pastor Amuya, and I end an IO CDI to 20, one of the things that will happen is I'll find myself in cuffs very quickly. Just because I love the Lord, just because I love the Lord, does not mean I'll be released. Don't get it twisted, guys. You're still, going to go, you're still going to go to heaven, but your release might actually come. Now, Utanya Roshua. Utajua hapo ni Hapo ni How many chapters are in the Old Testament? Final dream, final one, Paul Polen. Rough, rough estimate? Over. <laughs> 
I think kuna mtu ako hii site anafahamu songs. Na wewe I think yeah, I think he needs to. So there's 929 chapters in the old, there is 216 in the new. This one I'm saying that is there's this question that comes pastor. It is impossible to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in one year. It's impossible. Yo, ah, yo, those are for pastors. Yinyo ni kazi, hiyo ni ofisi. Jipangeni na hiyo. So is it possible to read the Bible from cover to cover? Yes, no, yes. Because no yes, yes. Potla kilikuwa aje? Is it possible to read the Bible from cover to cover? Yes, <laughs> yes it is. It takes about three chapters read every day to finish the Bible in a year. If you're reading for 15 minutes every single day. Can you imagine that? 15. Now you may stretch. Some of us are very fast readers. I have a lady on my right. She reads fast. Have you ever, you know those guys, you know those guys, you know those guys, yeah, I've read this every day. Now, I repeat. Those guys can do it in five minutes. Three chapters. So guys, it is possible. If you read the Bible for eight hours every day, you'll take nine days to finish the whole Bible. Nine. So let me ask this question. What's your excuse as a child of God for not having read the Bible? From Genesis to Revelation. I ministered once when I was a young man that the Bible is God's love letter to his children. But he starts it off in Genesis telling us how he created us and tells us the mess that happens in the middle after honeymoon. And then tells us at the very end of time, we are still going to be with him again. He wrote it for you and I. He took time. The Bible takes, took a lot of time to put together. Just for you and I. And so I will urge you to be disciplined. Find the discipline. It is not easy. But I beg you by the masses of God. Find the discipline to read the word of God. Pastor, maze umetueka sana na historia read the word of God. Yes, it is from God. But what, what are the reasons? What are the reasons? There are so many, guys. Let me give you five briefly and quickly. Number one, the word of God is life. Most of us, even sitting in this room, you're wondering why God created you. Why did he bring me to this wretched world? And especially now, with what we are going through in our nation. Why? Some of us have had the worst of lives. Your life was just a mess. Some of us, unfortunately, woke up and didn't even find parents there to take care of us. You heard of John Wick? Had no parents. They died when he was a child. Why, Jehovah? If you want answers to life, they're in the word of God. The word of God is life. Life giving. The book of Genesis says, when you are created from the dust of the earth, 
he took us and breathed life into us. The life from God is in his word. Life. I know some of you, or let me say some of us, you wake up in the morning, you're like, hey, Jehovah, the best for me. If you need to find out about life that comes from God, life everlasting, it is in his word. The book of John says, John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. He was with God in the beginning, through him all things were made. Through him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And life was the light of all mankind. Light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. If you're looking for life today, the meaning of life, it's found in God's word. Some of us have questions like, who is Jehovah? The giver of this life. One of the first things, and I always say this sometimes in Bible study, guys, the answers to Jehovah are in His Word, not human beings. Could not this prophets and apostles come and say, I received the word from God? As I was sleeping yesterday, an angel came and said, It's in the word of God. If you want to know who Jesus is, it's in Scripture. I cannot reveal you to Him. I can only direct you to what the one says. Don't allow any minister to tell you that they have an answer that is not in scripture. That is not Jehovah. If you want to know Jesus, he's in the Bible. That is life. An everlasting life. God calls him the bread of life. There's something I was thinking about the other day. When the prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. Yes, I understand it's provision. But you already have the bread of life. Do you have the bread of life? Are you partaking of him daily? I'm at prayer in his word. I beg you guys, find the life that is in God's word. Number two, the word of God is truth. Psalms 119 verse 160. All your words, Jehovah, are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. God's word is the truth that shines eternally in this dark world. I don't need to explain to you how dark the world is. Do I? It's crazy. You've seen the movie where apparently the selling of kids, the buying and selling of kids is so rampant that I don't think we even have the actual picture of it. And so Hollywood are revealing that to us. People dying every day, abortions, killings, money laundering, all this craziness. I don't need to explain to us because we understand that thing very well. The only thing that can combat this darkness of the world is the light of the word of God. And who are the carriers? His children. So do you know the truth of God? Ama, are you still aligning with the darkness of the world? John 8, 44. You, those who have refused Christ, belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. He is a liar and the father of lies. Don't be surprised when you see lying all around us. The father is the devil. 
And in case you forgot, he's still in charge of the world. It's still under his dominion. So are you shining the light of God? Ama mazei kitu ningu wacha tukai. The truth of God's word will protect you from the devil's agents as well. Fake pastors, fake prophets, fake apostles. It, it will protect you from the lies of our politicians as well. Yes, I said it. Lies of the politicians. Yeah. Guys, the truth of God cuts across all lies. It will protect you from lies in general. Young people, singles in the house, hallelujah. Singles, I'm going to take your story inside. When you're dating, then when I could have a good president, I can take it to him right now. To Kunya Chaiko answer, hey, boss, go and pray. Sima Jehovah, I've met this person. You say you are the God of all truth. Reveal. He will reveal. Amen? The truth of God's word will even show you why God has had to leave us with his spirit and his written word. Have you ever asked the question, what's the point of the Bible? See, there's a Holy Spirit. See, Jesus came and died. Why leave us with these 66 books? For what? But if you study the scriptures well, from Genesis, the world got crazier, and more evil, and the more the craziness filled the world, the less God was revealing himself to the people. The book of Judges ends with this statement, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. By the time we get into the book of Malachi, even the church has been forgotten. By the Israelites, the darkness we see from Malachi to Matthew is 400 years of nothing from heaven. Imagine that. God had to give us something to remember him with because the times are evil. And we are told in the last days it will get even worse. And so I will admonish you guys, please, by the masses of God, take God's word in your heart. Read it. Because like you've heard one of us said, the AI is coming up with his own version of the scripture. I've been told that the sources of scripture, they are changing to suit our times. Something as simple as when Jesus um, was writing on the floor, on the, on the ground, when they found the lady that was caught in adultery, there's a version of AI that has changed that to even Jesus stoned the lady that was caught in adultery. So what if you never knew the scripture? That's your new normal. And all it's doing is getting us to understand and be part of the evil. Read the word of God and study it. Number three, the word of God is guidance and direction. Psalms 119 verse 105. Your, lamp, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. God's word shows us where to step on the here and the now. And the whole path of life to take. It says it is a lamp. A lamp just lights a very small area for you to see where you are and where you need to step. 
hapo next that is god's word faidaza yetu wachangi hapo it shows us the way today it lights the path in this dark world of ours translation enlightenment god's word enlightens you to understand the times the darkness of our times and be the light showing you which path to take it also is to show you what your purpose is because if you do not know jesus let me just say this again if you do not walk with him i don't think you're living in your purpose yet i don't believe so because god is your father how then can you have purpose without jehovah find him because he will light the lamp for where you are and show you the path to take and i am so sure each one of us here if not most of us need just clarity on what you need to do even if it's something as small as your children something as small as your parents your cousin your friend you just need jehovah what am i supposed to do hapa the word of god take it pray and god will show you exactly where your feet need to step and the path you need to take the comedian michael jr once gave the powerful analogy of the workings of the gps in explaining god's guidance and direction you if you've used the map the google map on your phone one of the worst things to do is to get lost when using the map mimi ni huyo jamaa wife laughs at me every single time ni sawa mungu anamuona amen but when you get lost using the map especially if you're driving if you don't take the advice it gives you the first time you get lost and you get farther and farther in you're getting lost nikubai drivers you know what i'm talking about cuz it corrects your mistake to help you quickly so if you don't turn araka there's a problem you may actually get to a place one of us was telling us i think is david alienda mpaka map ikamonyesha tu ako is nowhere hata it could not help him that's what happens when the word of god is not our guide when the word of god is not giving us direction when you're doing your own thing yet you call yourself a child of god when you start doing your own thing god is very quick to be a boss turn left hapa enda to left ukienda left you'll come back there's grace but sometimes you get so far remember the prodigal son back at the dad was just like I'll wait for you the good thing is the grace of god is there but sometimes the consequences we we allow to happen in our lives is too much bona turn today not tomorrow if the lord is speaking to your heart today turn don't wait kuna mali utafika utapata barabara barabara imeisha there's nobody to ask unaona tu masai uko turn number 4 the word of god washes off our sinful nature Ephesians 5:25-27 Husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless The word of God has been given the picture of water If you remember the Old Testament 
the tabernacle, how the priests would come and before they entered the temple, would wash outside of the temple and then go in. That is the work of the world. The more you read it, the more you study it, the more you start noticing these things that are being washed off. Pole pole. I used to like, I used to enjoy, I used to. But pole pole ni kama inaenda. That is the work of the world. And so, guys, the reason I insist every single time, guys, read the word of God. Read it daily. Is because it has the washing ability. The same way what you, you, you shower daily, to just pray, swear to pray, chafu, that's exactly what the word of God does. The less you're reading, the more you're stinking. So who's stinking in the house? Nani ananuka? Tanti your neighbor, sama neighbor? Finally, number five, the word of God is power against sin. There's a difference. The word of God has the ability to cleanse you of sin, but it is also power against sin. Psalm 19:11. I have hidden your word in my heart that may not sin against you. Whenever temptation shows up, God's word, if hidden in our heart, helps us to fight and not sin. Remember Joseph. Joseph knew the word of God. Joseph, if you know his story well, if you just go deeper in studying his life, his dad took a lot of time with him to tell him about the God of Israel. He didn't do that with the brothers. That's why there's a discord. Parents, be careful if you look at one child and give them all of your love. Even when it comes to teaching them about the word of God. There'll be a difference when they grow up. He was taught well, not only in the word of God, but in the culture. Wanda he understood the Egyptian culture very well. So Joseph on a departure kwa room. Mrembo kaji What did Joseph do? And you know when you think about it, it's easy to just say, ah, let's go slowly. It's scripture, it's in the word. One of these days we're going to look at the Song of Solomon. Hallelujah. Joseph found himself in the house alone with Amrembo. Alone. He's single, he's not married. His brothers have disowned him. Nobody would have ever known in the land of Israel Moses, Joseph messed up. Nobody. There was no Instagram. Nobody had a phone to take a picture. There was no one recording anything. There was no cameras. And then, what does he do? He runs. How? It's not that that Joseph was strong. That he was a man. The word of God helps you fight off temptation. Joseph is... Jesus 
has not started ministry. He goes to the wilderness through the guiding of the Holy Spirit. He is there 40 days. <laughs> the devil comes and says, Boss, you need to eat. Turn these stones to bread. It is written. Guys, whether you believe it or not, the more you partake of God's word and study it, the less you will fall in temptation. It is just God's word. If you hide God's word in your heart, you will not sin against God as often as you think you will. Read and study the word of God daily. I beg you with the master. Read it. Baka uskie. There's no end. And Like you should not stop. Read it. It will save your life. Guys, you know of pastors. Let me bring it home. Who messed up once? Alienda kaona. The Lord did good. But Shiba, eh? Kuja. Once. Temptation. Antidote, the word of God. Am I saying when you read the word of God, you will not fall? Ah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you will fall less. There's a way you will remember God's word. It will quicken you. The excellence in God's word, the discipline now is in obedience. Epa, Kimbia. One of the things I love about reading God's word, Eva Pole Pole, guys, especially the issue of temptation, I think you can see it very clearly, yeah? is there's something about training physically that, have you noticed training, especially for athletes, is more than competing. They spend more time training than they spend competing. Today at 7 o'clock, is it 7? 7. 7 Manchester United will be playing away at Arsenal. For only 97, maybe what I'm gonna 14 minutes, I'm just saying extra time in the engagement. But what we know, what we are assuming or we are forgetting, is they've been practicing the whole week. Mike Tyson said when asked, asked by an interviewee, interviewer, sorry, Ati, what is difficult? Is it the fight? Yeah, two, three rounds, or is it the training? What do you think is that? Is the training. When you train well, you play well. All the best athletes in the world are very good trainers. And we know it. So why is it when we ask you guys, read the Bible daily, train spiritually well, by the time you're getting to the field, it always just takes one moment. Of two, ah, can you imagine if you read the Bible and studied it well? You will do well in the place of temptations. So, guys, read the Word of God. Read it. To me, some of the Word of God is life. It is truth. It is direction. And it helps us massively in sin. And so, I beg you by the masses of God. I beg you. Again, I'll repeat this until I die. 
take the word of God seriously. And you can begin today. See tomorrow. Finally, the Center for Bible Engagement is an organization that began in 2003 and has grown to become a major world center addressing Bible engagement and spiritual growth. Since the inception, it has surveyed more than 750,000 people about the spiritual lives. It once compiled extensive research findings after they polled 40,000 people, 40,000, between the ages of 8 and 80. So to quote the upper that. They wanted to know and to see how people are engaging in scripture. It is not a study that was done here, but it is a very good picture of believers today. Even when I see it, I'm like, hey, this makes sense. When people engage in scripture one time a week, which could include a pastor instructing the congregation to open your Bibles, turn to the book of Timothy, the book of John, yeah? there was negligible effect on some key areas of their life. Negligible. Almost like nothing. If this is all you do for Bible and study and the word of God, the same result was true if people engage in the scripture two times a week. Imagine. The result equaled little to no effect. Three times a week saw a small indication of life. Three times a week. There was a slight pulse, a faint heartbeat. Something moved in the behavior of the person engaging in scripture. When day four though was reached, the effects spiked. Feeling lonely dropped by 30%. Anger issues dropped by 32%. Bitterness in relationships dropped 40%. Alcoholism dropped by 57%. Sex outside of marriage dropped 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops by 60%. Viewing porn, hey, Mathikapale, dropped 61 percent sharing your faith imagine jumps 200 percent discipling others jumps 230 percent translation read your bible study it obey it you will not believe the results that you will begin to see and so guys the encouragement for us today is if you want to win, make it you are winning a lot in this time of ours today, in this life and the next, begin with the world. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House, off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.